Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg. I'm Jen. Welcome back, Jen. Thanks. Where, where did I go? <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone missed you, I'm sure, when I did oh. my little mini mini one last week. This is episode 29. 29. Hello, everyone. We appreciate you as always being with us today. And Jen is back because last week, like I kind of mentioned on the podcast, the, the mini super mini one I did <laughs> was basically just we had a lot of stuff going on. Jen was swamped at work and Father's Day and it was really it was difficult to find a time where we could do it together. Yeah. So we decided just to do something like that. So. Yeah, and then by the time we got home from seeing your dad, we were just like, oops. Yeah, it was just really <laughs> late, and then I, I had to kind of rush to do one Tuesday morning. So uh, so if last week's podcast sucked, well, clearly it's because Jen was gone, and <laughs> just like everything in life, it's better with Jen. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, you know what's not better in life? What? I, I don't know. That was actually a pretty bad segue. That would have worked for a different story, but first we're going to talk about... Grand Theft Auto, because last week I touched on this a little bit. I talked about how Rockstar and Take-Two, the company that essentially owns Rockstar, the publisher, they uh, they came out and they did two things. They did a good and they did a bad. <laughs> the good was that they, they shut down like this, this online hacking service that you could actually buy things that allow you to hack, uh, that allow you to like uh, taunt like other players and to and harass stuff? other people, stuff like that cheat codes um yeah not not like cheat codes but yeah like like it was just you could cheat at the game right mm-hmm. and they shut them down and not only that but they also gave them kind of like a a scathing letter making them donate all of the proceeds that they've ever earned to charity and then they had to write an apology to rocks it was it was great oh, it was like that dear. typical you know you're gonna get in trouble sort of thing it's like you know having dad yell at you <laughs> kind of yeah. you have to write in a letter of apology yeah, and... it, but it was it was very well done i always like that kind of stuff so so anyway, uh, the that was the good side of it. But the bad side was that they had also found this uh, this modding tool called Open4. Apparently, it's a really big, like, online community-sponsored, like, this huge thing that lets you put different mods and different things into GTA V's single player. So if you want to play GTA V, like in this picture, for instance, as the Hulkbuster, which is <laughs> Iron Man's Hulk fighting outfit, oh, yeah. you could do that. You could put cars into the game like the DeLorean, like Knight Rider, stuff like that. Uh, then you could do that. Well, for some reason, Rockstar all of a sudden came out of nowhere and said, nope, can't do that either. And they sent that company and that website uh, that runs that software a cease and desist letter saying they had to shut down too. Right. Apparently, according to Open IV or Open 4, however you want to say it, it's not very clear. Yeah, it's it's basically, I think it probably, it probably came out when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out. So they probably call it Open oh, 4. Maybe. But now it's for GTA 5 and it's really confusing. But anyway, go ahead. In their official cease and desist letter from, uh, was it Take Two? What is it called? Yeah, from Take, Take Two. Two. That with using this modding software, they allow third parties to defeat security features of its software and modify that software in violation of Take Two's rights. Now, like you said before, it's for single player only, right? Yes, it, it, that, that's how they designed the mod, right? Now, that doesn't mean that someone couldn't use it as a way to maybe cheat online, but my understanding is that was their big thing was, and that's how they knew they were staying out of the crappiness with Rockstar was they were purposely not doing the online because with Grand Theft Auto Online right now, they sell money, they sell packs. Once you start messing with Rockstar's money, that's when they're going to come after you. Sure. So they felt they were fine in single player because Grand Theft Auto doesn't have any single player DLC at all. It only oh. did online stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's just... You know, and on their website, uh, OpenIV or Open4's website, 
you know, they essentially said, well, Grand Theft Auto model, a mod, modding was declared illegal, so sorry. Yeah, well, and that's what's so funny that led to what we're talking about today, because this is what we kind of talked about last week. So what we talked about today is that Rockstar and Take-Two are backing off on that, mm-hmm. because for the last two weeks, that they have been getting pummeled online and in their communities and like steam reviews they went from having an overwhelmingly positive review on steam to now mixed because so many people i think they had like 15 or twenty thousand negative reviews pop Yee. up in the last couple weeks mm-hmm. so let's actually look at what really happened here right so clearly not rockstar the studio but take two the company that publishes the game the company that owns rockstar they must have somehow got a bug up their butt about this modding tool thinking it was somehow going to cut into their profits or something someone came into them and said hey you know what we're missing out on this we're missing out on that Mm -hmm. we could be doing this and making money well obviously if you sanction mods of some sort and you can purchase them through rockstar or through take two that's revenue because you know you could say hey you can buy this modification you can become the hulk iron man or whatever right and and it's possible that maybe and maybe those those IP holders, like maybe Marvel went to Rockstar and said, hey, people are putting our property in your game. You can't allow that to happen right. anymore. Uh, because one of the things of the agreement they're coming to is that part of it has to do with them using like Take-Two won't take legal action and kind of gives okay to modders to continue their work. The tricky wording of respecting intellectual property rights of third parties is something they threw in there, which means it could be possible that Marvel was that saying, hey, you can't put our characters into your game and they're like it's not us it's modders and they're like well can't you stop the modders and maybe someone at take two said sure yeah <laughs> and then they, let's and then they try. try let's see what happens now, i on think the flip it's side, a, i think it's a valid point though i think if you're going to be doing any sort of modification and you're using somebody else's you know intellectual property ip you should get the go-ahead from that company i, I would agree but you'd never get it so, and, so maybe shouldn't be doing again, it. But the modding tools aren't the ones they're allowing people to put anything into the game. So if you're going to argue that it, it would be whoever created that Hulkbuster model to put into the game, he should be the one who gets a cease and desist letter. Hmm. Not the people making the tools because the people that make the tools that allows you to, I could make my own character model of maybe my own original character and put him into the game and play as my own character and have my own adventure. Now, here's the thing. Is that mod like the Hulkbuster thing? Do you have to pay for it? I don't believe so. I'd be very surprised if you had to pay for any of those mods. Then my answer would be different right. because you're not actually monetizing on that design. Right. So, I mean, it's a gray area for sure. Well, here's what kind of frustrates me about it as well is that they make a ton of money off of people purchasing that game on PC because people buy it on PC just for the mods. Mm. Because they, like, I, I actually bought it on PC because I wanted to try out some of the weird stuff people were able to do. Because people, like, someone actually created, like, a Back to the Future mod for it <laughs> where if you were in the DeLorean, you got up to 88 miles an hour, it would actually, you would disappear off the screen and it would teleport you to, like, a different part of the map that was made <laughs> to, like, the same part of the map. Nice. But... But like a different... In the future or the past. Very cool. It was really neat. And there was... So there were some people that got really creative with it. And it was... So so I like... And look at games like Minecraft that... The whole reason that game is successful because it pushed people's creativity to create awesome things for it. So yes. I would argue that this game sold a ton of copies because of its mod allowing. And Rockstar was happy. This game has been out for two years on pc and people I think. are still playing so, it so but but they were more than happy to allow this for however long 
you know, it's not like this hasn't been around since the beginning of the game coming out. It was almost available like right when the game came out. Well, and I think it goes back to what you had said before. Somebody at Marvel probably complained to take two and then take two says, well, you should do something about that. And so this was how they got a resolution between Marvel and take two. I mean, that's really the only way that I can think of because you're right. It seems to be kind of weird timing. So it could have been somebody brought it to their attention and they're like, oh. I guess what also is interesting to me is how no one at Take-Two had any idea that they would get backlash for this. <laughs> like, like <laughs> of all the time they've been making video games, they've been around a long time. They didn't think there'd be a massive fan backlash about something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's maybe they didn't think it would be as big as it was. But wow. I mean, it was huge to have <laughs> that many negative reviews fly in. Here's something funny, though. I don't know. I think the... Something you said reminded me of, I was on, um, I was on YouTube and I was looking for something and based on what I had, uh, viewed previously, I had seen that there was a recording of a song from the musical Hamilton. Now, if our listeners are not aware, it's a super popular Broadway production that's based on the life of Alexander Hamilton, the first... Uh, treasurer of the National Bank. Okay, cool. Um, you know, shot by Aaron Berg, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, not important, but it is highly coveted, meaning they've their shows have been sold out on Broadway and in Chicago where they had a satellite kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, kind of a traveling or touring show, but they don't tour. They're just in Chicago. Oh, okay. Anyway, but somebody had recorded a song and very well recorded which is really difficult to do when you think about live theater if you don't have the right equipment right but it was actually really well recorded and so i clicked on it and i was like oh oh this is not right like this isn't right like number one i don't want to see this because i actually want to see the show at some point so it was video too it wasn't it just was, audio it was video and oh, wow. audio and okay. it was really well like i said really well done so it had to have been somebody through like somebody who was a part of the crew or somebody that was Someone a part of the, the cast somebody that worked at the theater had to have done it because it was just a little too well done than a bootleg should be but anyway where i'm going with this is when I looked at their actual YouTube profile and all the videos that they had uploaded, they had essentially uploaded the entire show in bits and pieces. Now, I tried to report it, but since I didn't own the intellectual property, YouTube wouldn't let me report it. Sure, sure. And I'm like, that doesn't make... That's kind of weird. It doesn't make any sense because if I want to say, hey, this isn't this guy's work. This is clearly not a person who owns this. It's not done by like a a verified channel and it's not Lin-Manuel Miranda who owns all of that. It's just like, I I wanted to report it because I was like, this isn't right. But I couldn't. So it's just... It's... Yeah. Somebody must going where I was going with this is that somebody must have notified Marvel and then Marvel put it on somebody's desk and then they looked into it and then they saw, oh, crap, 
you know, now we've got to go and do something else and get legal involved in all of this. It, it could have been, or it could have been any, I mean, any mod they were doing that was any other intellectual property, because that is a big part of it. I'll be, I'll fully admit a lot of the big part of the modding is them putting these cool models <laughs> of cool cars that are licensed IPs and cool characters that are licensed IPs and they are yeah, putting them into the right. game. Even cars too. Oh totally... yeah. Oh yeah. Like Knight Rider and, and the oh. DeLorean and maybe Ecto-1. Sure. You know, maybe that'd someone made cool. like a ghost busting mod for it and you could run around the added ghosts to the game. Who knows? You know, like that sort of stuff. But that'd be awesome. It'd be better than any Ghostbuster game that's come out in a while. I mean, Except the I, PS3 one was pretty good. I guess when you think about it, I guess take Two's kind of kicking themselves because this is something that they could have made money off of. Sure. You know, hey, spend a couple bucks and get the DeLorean. And by the way, you can also spend a couple more bucks and have it enable to do whatever and they put the delorean into rocket league so you know that's something that mm -hmm. that that those property owners are willing to do cross promotional things is it the the delorean or is it the back to the future delorean well it's the back to the future delorean okay it's the one that's in rocket league but you sure mm -hmm. it's got all like the wires oh, and 100 percent sure because a regular delorean looks kind of stupid <laughs> like like a delorean's only I've cool seen one. With it's, the back to the it's future still stuff. no it's still pretty cool really? looking oh, i, I mean it's all so. stainless steel I, I think they're hideous stainless steel man that thing's not gonna rust you know what the other color that that car came in there were only two colors available no for the i DeLorean. didn't know that one stainless steel uh-huh and solid gold you're not actual gold but gold and, and stainless like steel. gold plated mm -hmm. <clears throat> that was like the two colors available for Who? the DeLorean. Cool. <laughs> have you ever seen a gold one <laughs> I somebody has to own one i don't know i gotta google it now um but anyway so any uh so but my point about what you're saying was that someone you know they could have been making money off this themselves my point is they have been them allowing it has been okay in 1980 you could buy a 24 karat gold plated delorean for eighty five thousand dollars. that's not bad not not nineteen eighty dollars. I've never seen one though. Like when you see all the pictures and stuff. I mean, clearly it's because it doesn't fit with the Back to the Future motif. But that's ridiculous. Yeah. I cannot believe some <laughs> this. Okay, Delorean wasn't uh, the guy. Uh, his name was Delorean, wasn't it? The Delorean Motor Company. They're still around. DMC. But I mean, the guy who owned it didn't he get in trouble for like drugs or something? I don't know. Maybe. I think that because I've never heard that before. Really. But, but seriously, I mean, come gold. on. Gold. Who wants a, you don't want a gold-plated car? Okay. No, I don't. Because to me, it just doesn't make any how, sense. How hokey is that? Like, you want to talk about just, just uh, gaudy. I mean, that's the definition of gaudy, I think. John DeLorean. John Zachary DeLorean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. An American engineer. He worked at General Motors. Yep. I didn't know that. He made his own company. So, uh, but anyway, so that's the rock star story. No big deal. Uh, they, they had an issue. They walked it back now. They're saying, sorry, everybody. They're going to consider the modding, and they're hoping that everyone just forgets about it and likes them again. <laughs> now, something that people probably aren't going to forget for a bit, our next story is, which I actually find a lot of things weird about this, but I'll get the headline out first. Yes. And then we'll talk about the many issues I have with the story. So uh, there is a, in C there's a Seattle Police Department has an, the Seattle Police Department has an official Twitch channel where they stream Destiny. Ugh. Okay. Now, I'm not a Destiny fan anyway, but okay, they stream Destiny. I guess that's fine. But they decided to use that medium as a way to give an update on a recent controversial shooting that took place in their police department. Now, to, to not their credit, but to give a little bit more background, according to this article... It said that they use the Twitch channel to talk about everything from graffiti to protests to their own investigate 
in investigation processes. But yes, but where people started to have a little bit of controversy, controversy was um, the update that they gave. Well, and it says that they talk about that stuff while they're playing. Yeah. So they don't go on to Twitch to say, hey, this is the official update in the public on what we're doing channel, which obviously would kind of be against Twitch's rules, I think. I mean, it's pretty much it has to be gaming related. So <laughs> um, they play Destiny and talk about everything from graffiti to protests. Uh, now, the recent shooting is controversial, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but um, there was a woman that apparently she called the police to report a burglary, and when the police showed up, she pulled knives on them. Now, she had a known history of mental illness, which doesn't necessarily... I'm not saying it excuses anybody in this right. matter, but they should have known that going in. Well, they did. Well, okay, so they knew that going in, so they should have prepared for non-lethal uh, subduing. Yeah, apparently they, they had two forms of non-lethal. They had pepper spray and they had their batons, but they did not have their tasers. Right. So, uh, and, and, and apparently there were three kids in the house at the time. Mm -hmm. So once she started acting erratic... They again. This is from their perspective. When they started, when they started acting, when she started acting erratic, then they had to. They couldn't just leave. They had to use force because what if she hurt somebody else in the house? Then it's their fault for not helping the other people that might have been in danger at the house. Right. So she had been flagged, I believe, by them for being, um, like she had been flagged by them as somebody who was known to have issues with them. So they they kind of went in knowing what was going to happen. But then, anyway, so what happened was, um, she allegedly she attacked them and then they uh, opened fire and they killed her in, in a shooting. So the story we're going to talk about though is, so these guys, this, this police department, I don't even know if the people who are on the Twitch channel were involved in the shooting though. I don't believe it's they not, were. It's not clear. So, so they are on their destiny stream and they're like, Hey everybody just wanted to give an update about this controversy. And they talked about it on their Twitch stream. Mm -hmm. So my gut reaction when I hear that is, how inappropriate and stupid is that? Super inappropriate. And one woman on Twitter said, you know, Charlena Lyle's murder is redu reduced to a video game chat. I mean, that's really, it's it's downplaying the the effect. Now, I could see what if instead of the stream one day, they stopped and said, hey, everybody, you know, we had this happen recently happened. Some of our, you know, some of our brothers, you know, a lot of police officers consider themselves a brotherhood like you know some brothers were involved in this they're they're mentally anguished by it we're not gonna do the stream today but we wanted to give you an update on them and an update on what happened and that was it and then they didn't stream the game eh, i'd probably be okay with that like i'd probably be okay like because I, i'm not i'm not too old and crotchety yet to know <laughs> that like a lot of younger people use twitch and youtube as their forms of all news and all entertainment mm -hmm. as opposed to so so these this police department i actually give them credit they're trying to reach out to the younger population by having things like a Twitch channel and having things like, you know, a YouTube channel to reach out to but is, other people. But is that the right media? Like, is that the right way to provide? See, I would argue that Twitch is not. Twitch is not. Because, because... Twitch is, is designed to be a gaming platform. Right. That, that So it was, I think it's especially inappropriate there. Me personally, I, I think that Twitter is about as far as you can go. I think even YouTube is fine now that they have YouTube Live because YouTube is meant to be like the people's television. Like it's, it's you know, the boob tube, right? The I don't, TV. I just don't YouTube. get YouTube in that in that way. Well, we don't watch it that way no. um, because we're, we, did, we didn't grow up with it that way. But the people that are growing up with it that way, they look at that like it's a free 
television state uh, free TV network with unlimited on demand access that's really how they look at it but i don't like most people on youtube and maybe that's again it's a generational thing i i think it is uh but i talk to a lot of people and even people because we're in our 30s and even people younger than us in our 20s even a lot of them didn't grow up on youtube but a lot of the um like under 20 crowd that's how they get all of their entertainment and that's how they get all their news and that's how they get all of everything which you could argue might be what's leading to this misinformation age that we live in nowadays oh, is sure. that people are, are seeing things that anybody can post because the reason that youtube is successful is almost the same reason that minecraft was successful and why grand theft auto 5 modding tools are successful because we the best content that can be made is made typically by the people that would buy the product but here's the other thing i mean it's not it's not news it's not now I'm not saying that news is completely unbiased in and of itself but the problem is is that people if they see it on the internet they believe it right and there's so much media I keep saying media and I don't think that's what I want to say there's so much content on YouTube that's not real yeah it's, or it's opinion that is thinly veiled as fact right and that to me is a problem because you only it's so one-sided and you mm -hmm. don't get any disclaimer or you don't get any hey by the way this is just how i feel it's this is the truth and here is the truth mm -hmm. i mean you can go down a rabbit hole on youtube and watch conspiracy theory after conspiracy theories and some of them to me are completely laughable i don't remember one there was one that i watched where it was like they linked a movie or a tv show to like the fact that george bush knew about 9 11 and here's why and it was just and it was so ridiculous it was the simpsons it was the simpsons predicted 9 oh, 11 yep. and it's like look at this and then they froze the frame of the cartoon and then they turned it and they're like look a nine and an 11 i'm like are you I, and you're kidding and, right and, and the other side of that is one there's a bunch of people out there that actually believe this and they're trying to spread it to as many people as they can well right and then there's a bunch of people that put it out there because they think it's funny that it's so ridiculous that no one would believe it and then people believe it right you know, like there, like there's different reasons why people put it up there but when they do put it up there it's it's up there but i mean going back to this whole twitch thing i think twitch is not the right is not the right way to try and connect with your constituents. I don't know what you want to call them. They're not constituents. Yeah, That's they're more not fans certainly they're... either. You know, it's it's your 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 um your people. What would you say? I yeah, don't with, know. you would say with your um. There's like, a word yeah. I just can't think of it. With your community, I guess. Maybe community, and I think what they should do instead is actually have a, a non-threatening presence. Like, I don't want to get too political about police police officers or anything like that but i think that there's a way to become a part of the community that's not like this that's a lot more proactive as opposed to right you know hey i hope people because you don't even know if people in so seattle are actually even watching you know what i mean yeah. like it's just well and, and a lot of people were kind of up in arms because oh it's a destiny it's a game where you run around shooting things and you're going to talk about a shooting i don't think that has anything to do with it personally i think more what the issue is is that it was just inappropriate to be using a, an entertainment based gaming channel to talk about something so serious so i don't think it matters what game it was they could have been playing you know 
Grand Katamari Theft Auto. And, and then and then shot people, you know, or Katamari Damacy, whatever. They could have been playing Okami. They could have been playing Persona 5. But I just, it was just, it was, cl- I don't think it was very classy. No, I think, it was I think it was just, so it was just very poorly thought out, you know. And they and in their head, they probably thought, hey, guys, we're going to take this time to talk to you because they, I don't know how many viewers they get, but maybe they have a couple hundred at any given time. And they thought, hey, we can talk about this situation to these people to get them, you know, like positive. What vibe, they should you know? have done instead is taken out the fact that they're from the police uh, from Seattle. They should have just approached it as, hey, you got a question for a cop? We'll talk about it. You they know, like, what's sure. your process? What's the procedures? Is it like what I see on all the cop shows that I watch on TV or on YouTube or whatever? I mean, it should have been you take the the specificness out of it you know your police officers you're playing this video game you'll answer questions from people but you shouldn't be talking about ongoing police investigations or reported crimes i mean i get mm-hmm. it like it's if it's on the news yeah okay whatever but it still feels a little classless well, because i i feel like what they were trying to do is they were trying to explain the situation in such a way where they weren't in the wrong as opposed to imagine if they had just, you know, if it was an Amber Alert, right? And they're in the middle of a stream and all of a sudden an Amber Alert comes out and they yeah. go, hey, everybody, okay, we're going to stop the stream for a minute. Uh, right now there's an Amber Alert. There's a 10-year-old kid who's missing last seen with in this brown van or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then you could stop to do that. That, that makes sense. It's like a right. new thing. But this, it was almost their way of saying, hey, we want to talk to you guys about what happened and explain our side of the story. Almost like. But when you think about it, that complicates matters even further because now you've got the what if these police officers that were involved are um, charged and have to go to trial, you've potentially tainted the jury right. pool. Yeah. Oh, that's I, that's a great thought. I never even thought of that. And then an update as of two days ago, they have now officially shut down the Twitch channel Thank and God. deleted the video. Well, what sucks is I, I don't think they need to shut down the whole Twitch thing, but clearly whoever was in charge of this wasn't making good decisions about what they should and shouldn't talk about. True. And so they had to shut down for that reason. It sucks. And even the, the guy who does the mainstream, I think Whitcomb is his name, he added that he wouldn't have done the stream in the first place knowing that it caused a lot of hurt. Now, I don't necessarily know if it caused hurt. It just caused an uproar. And I find it kind of not very classy. I don't think it's painful. I just think it's inappropriate so it just shows no respect to their to their victims i mean like it or not she was a victim yep you know it's there's so much more that we can talk about and i i would rather not get super political about it but it just to me it felt like from the moment she was spoken of in that broadcast she no longer was a person she was something else like it yeah. it made it less real you know it she became right. a name a statistic it, she ceased to be a person who was murdered yeah and and it it was just not it was just inappropriate super inappropriate. It, it, it just it, it 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 changes the idea of like who are, like like you said how are these people were even seattle you know, local Seattle people watching the stream anyway. It, right. It's just, you may not have even been talking to anybody who's even in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know. So it, it defeats its own purpose. I mean, okay, police stations and police departments stick with Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stream 
video games okay no and and nothing says that you can't use twitch like that'd be great actually now that i'm thinking about it twitch should have something like wouldn't that be awesome to have an amber alert built into twitch and they could kick out amber alerts and they could kick out things like what like say you're watching a stream just like on your right. cell phone yeah you know like my cell phone kicks off whenever there's an amber alert i just i think about the the average per when i think of the average person who's playing twitch or watching not playing twitch watching twitch i don't know i think you're being a little unfair there I, I think you'd find a lot of people between, like, I would say most people ages, I mean, easily between ages 10 and 30. But they're not out and about. I mean, they're they're at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's not necessarily true. There's a mobile streaming app for that, too, or they're mm, at work. and they're That's streaming. fair. I, mean, I didn't know I'm there just, was a mobile yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that, I, you you have kind of a, a negative connotation <laughs> towards streaming and towards, like, watching YouTube and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I know where you're coming from. I'm just saying it would be cool to use it in a positive way. Like, there are ways... That you can use other types of social media mm-hmm. and other types of streaming services in a positive way. Well, no, this was just a bad use. Yeah, like it wouldn't matter what you used. Even Twitter. I don't even know if I'd use Twitter to have if the guy if a guy came on Twitter and said we're going to explain what happened to us, and then they start kind of going on this essentially what, well, what relates think, to like a guilt trip of everybody who thought that maybe they were guilty of something. It gets you know. I think any in any capacity outside of court of law or an official statement that's done on TV. I think any other media would have been inappropriate. I think Twitter would have been inappropriate. Yeah, I, I think YouTube, too. Twitch, anything. I, I think that's where you have an official press release. Right. And again, if you do an official recorded press release and you put it on YouTube, that's fine. Different, yes. It's different. You're making an official statement. You're not just having one guy kind of shooting from the hip, you know, like no pun intended. Like mm-hmm. you don't have like this this off-the-cuff remark coming from a guy. Like you have an explanation of what's happening in a professional manner. Right. To like news outlets, it's a press release. It's not... Hey, we want to talk to the people watching Twitch right now who just want to kind of watch video games. We want to talk to you about this heavy situation, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway. But speaking of professional streamers. Mm-hmm. Not, Good not segue. The, not really. Uh, <laughs> recently, a YouTuber named Desmond Atika Omafa. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm so sorry if you're listening. <laughs> he, no, he's not listening anymore. I just screwed his name <laughs> Oh, no. Come back. Anyway, he's a big personality in Nintendo's community, does a lot of streaming. He had a little bit of a heated video where he showed his five most recent donations to his Twitch stream that were in quantities of five or fifty to a hundred dollars, okay? But then there were five corresponding disputes against those charges where If you're not aware, if you make a donation through PayPal, you can retract that. Right, since it wasn't a physical good that you received. Right. uh, That you can actually cancel it and get your money back. So the viewer demanded the money back that they had donated, but in the process, this streamer was... Uh, slammed with about a hundred bucks in processing fees to process the refund. The refund, yeah. So, so basically, uh, it's called a chargeback. Yeah. So, so the trolls have found a new way. It wasn't. It was bad enough that they were calling SWAT teams to people's houses oh and SWAT. God. Them. And they somehow found a, a, a new way because not only is this this is actually obviously it's not worse than having the police show up at your house, but this is worse twofold in the sense where. You get a bunch of recognition that you want because you just gave someone money, and mm-hmm. they probably gave you a shout out and said, "Hey, you know, thanks, hey, hey, uh, big hey. booty thirty-five. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to think of a funny <laughs> Hey, hey, big booty thirty-five. Thanks for that hundred dollars donation. You're the best. And then big booty's in the chat, and everyone's like, "Oh, hey, big booty's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a few hours later, charge back. 
Uh-huh. And then he gets his money back. I think that we should, whenever we need a username, we use Big Booty 35 It's probably taken. Well, no, I mean just in general when we talk about it. Oh, okay. So that that's the name of any... It's like Internet saying user? John Doe. Okay, our like, John Doe is Big Booty Thirty Five. Big Booty Thirty Five. All right. Well, we just have a new. We have a new cast member on the show. Big Booty Thirty Five. <laughs> That's Sammy's nickname. Uh, She's got a big booty. So, so he gets mad. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, we have we have thoughts. Actually, we have similar thoughts on your permanent job being a YouTube <sighs> streamer. Like, like just. And I don't. I don't have a problem with people do that. I don't have a problem with people making money because they're offering a service or entertainment to people. I mean, I don't. To me, it's no different than someone who would put on a clown outfit and go to a birthday party and get paid to do that. But here's what I would right. say: it's an incredibly volatile market. Oh, for sure. It's not stable. You never have consistent income, which I guess you could argue in 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 uh in sales, you never have consistent well, income if it's um, you know, if it's sales where you make money based on what you sell. It's it does it just. You know, when I think about, you know, being in my early 20s, I can say that now because I'm old. Right. <sighs> yes. <laughs> um, but if I was able to have that kind of part-time, as a part-time job where I sure. streamed on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights and wore a low-cut shirt and whatever and <laughs> streamed and made a decent amount of money... Sure, I would take advantage of that, but it doesn't seem like something an adult would do. Well, it's 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 it is it's different because again, it, it goes to the same thing. We have a hard time relating to it because we didn't grow up with it. Yeah. So it it is different to us. It's not something we grew up with. But like, I guess part of my problem with the people that are complaining about this, though, as well, is any business has loss. Mm -hmm. So that there has to come a point where you want to get paid like you're a real business. You want to be paid like you're a real company. You have to take the risks that a normal company takes. You know what? People steal from my store. It's frustrating. It's incredibly irritating, but it happens. And they steal stupid stuff, too. Yeah. They're like, really? You couldn't have bought that tiny yeah, yeah. little Matchbox car? It, it, was, it was a $5 PSP game, really? Of all the things we have that you could still you stole a $5 PSP game with no case? But it it's... So there has to be risk involved with your business. So these streamers... And I, I'd, I'd like to bet that... Okay, so he had five donations and five are retracted. How many donations does he usually get in a night? If he gets 20 or 30 donations, that to me is almost like a working number. That would make sense to me. Like, okay, so there's a certain percent like of people that... It's like stock market almost. Kind of. It's 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 a, it's, it's a profit and loss. Like you're, you're going to have... Like like me, every... Of all the stuff I buy, I have defective merchandise. It's a chance that it's going to break while it's within the 30-day return period. Mm -hmm. And I have to eat the cost on that. So... You're making a living streaming people, and, and you do unfortunately have this audience that you yourself have built. So I'm sorry. It just you. I think you have to kind of relate to that. Now, that doesn't mean, though, that this is not just the one of the stupidest things I've ever heard of people doing to get back at streamers or to, like, try to hurt them. Right. Because there is also this 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 wave of people want to hurt the people that are, ha I mean, I don't, it's weird, like streamers, like there's people who, who want to cause mayhem, who might watch him and say, oh, I hate this guy. Well, I mean, I'm going to call the cops They're on trolls. Him. And I hate trolls. I mean, because they use the anonymity of the internet to their advantage mm -hmm. because they do, and they use it to do things that they would never do in real life. Like they wouldn't go up to a person, give them a hundred dollars and just be like, just kidding, knock them down and take the hundred dollars right. back. I mean, People normally don't do that kind of stuff, but they use the fact that they can get away with it 
to their advantage. Right. Like they wouldn't do that to somebody's face. Like no. there, there are certain people that they're a bunch of cowards that, that would do it over the internet, but wouldn't do it. You know, and this isn't, and I'm not saying this is a cowardly thing because I think it actually, now that it's kind of settled, it might be unofficial, just a mistake. But I got a letter a couple weeks ago in the mail that someone disputed a $200 credit card charge that they had in my store. Mm -hmm. They bought a new 3DS XL and Pokemon Sun for the 3DS and um, because I was able to find the transaction based off of the amount and based off the day. So I went Mm -hmm. back to my computer, found exactly what was sold and I found what it was and then but they sent me a letter like this is what's crazy. They sent me a letter. I, I got it. It was it was dated like two days before I got it. I got it and it said I had one day to respond. So what? basically by the time they sent the letter, I had five days to respond. Wow. And so I actually had to fax over a bunch of like the, the signed credit card receipt mm-hmm. stuff. Um, But the reason I bring this up is because it's a part of the price of doing business. I feel so. But I mean, you've got people, you've got streamers who get, you know, a half a dozen chargebacks every month, but then after some sketchy transactions, their PayPal account gets frozen. Right, and then he, where a lot of the fees can come in is so say that the they go negative balance. PayPal has the right to go to your bank account and take the money back out and fill the PayPal to get the balance back to zero. Imagine your bank account, maybe you just paid your rent or something, and right. you don't have the five hundred bucks that they're about to take out, and they take out that five hundred bucks, and now you're getting hit with overdraft fees at your bank. Well, it can stock up. It can it can add up very quickly. Well, not only that, but you bring up a good point. You know, some of these streamers aren't big names. Maybe they are, but maybe they don't get a lot of donations, and they don't keep a lot of money in their PayPal account. Right. So now you're getting dinged, and you're actually you have a negative balance yeah. in your PayPal account. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Now, here's a question I have that I didn't find answered in any of the articles we looked at, though, was that there's two ways to give money on PayPal. One of them is like, like friends gift. and family, like okay. you can gift money, and then PayPal doesn't take a fee out of that. The reason they don't take a fee is because they offer no protection. You cannot do a chargeback. Ah. You can't ever get your money back on that. Once you send it, it is gone. Is there any way to force people to make donations in that way? I, see, that's what I'd like to think. What if you What if you told people, hey, I'll take donations, but you have to send it as a gift. As a gift. Now, maybe there's rules against that because maybe, maybe PayPal goes, hey, you can't just cut us out like that. Mm-hmm. But then PayPal's not doing their part in protecting the person who's, you know, because like, they're so worried about helping people that have chargebacks. They're not worried about the people getting charged back. Well, and, and since there's no physical merchandise to say, oh, I have a shipping number. I sent them that pair of pants they bought. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have that because it was it was basically a tip for entertainment purposes. Well, and that's the thing that's really frustrating about this whole situation is that there's no... Because if you put... If PayPal puts rules into place saying you only have X amount of time before you can do a chargeback. People are going to wait as long as possible to to do that. You know, like they're still going to do it. They're still going to do the chargeback, even if they put new rules or more mm-hmm. restrictive rules around it. But I think streamers need to have some kind of protection from that. And I don't yeah. know how they would do that because like you said, they're, it's like they're getting a tip like, hey, thanks for streaming, you know, thanks for streaming every, you know, every other day. You know, I love when I get to come home and, and watch this because I'm really terrible at World of Warcraft and it's really great to watch somebody raid, mm-hmm. you know, or I've picked up a lot of really great ways to, to 
do this one part of this game that I play, you know, so thanks, here's 20 bucks, whatever. I I can see people doing that. I personally, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. Like I don't, number one, I don't even think I have a PayPal account. I don't, I don't (laughs) donate money to people based on content like that. Like I don't, I I just, to, to me, it's never, like, I guess if I started following somebody and they did really good advice and they needed help or they had a family emergency, I might give them some money and say, hey, you know, if their kid's sick in the hospital or something. But if it's one of these things where, like, because I remember I, I didn't really, I never really got into watching a lot of Twitch streaming, but I got into it a little bit when I first had the store open mm-hmm. and I was into that game Daisy. So it was a really fun game to watch other people play because when I'm at work, I can't play it. But I, watching other people play it was a lot of fun. So I actually would have it on. And there was one guy who was seriously whining and complaining. He had a couple hundred people watching his stream. I don't know who it was anymore. It was like four years ago. And he was just like, I mean, come on, guys. Like, you know, I, I, I make a, a living doing this, you know, and like I can't do this if you guys aren't going to tip. And he was like basically whining. And then people started tipping him. And I'm like, why would I ever want to give money to no. you? Like, like you, you look like a lazy worthless human being to me that's just playing this game like like the way he was acting he Mm -hmm. was acting very 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 horrible and i don't know who it was now and he made a comment he's like well the wife will be on streaming later and blah blah i'm like okay so you just you you have you're renting an apartment you're like just trying to get by on streaming donations and stuff it's it's now that person was a jerk i'm not saying that nobody can stream and i and i want people but i never look at somebody like that and go man you know what you you really entertained me for that hour i was watching you here's five bucks you know i to me to me, it's entertainment that I can get that same entertainment for free anywhere or better entertainment paid through other services. But that's a different era for us mm-hmm. because these younger kids are kind of coming up and they they prefer user-created content. So they'd rather Isn't buy a PewDiePie shirt. User, user-created content, though, well, in some way? I mean, even something like Netflix, technically somebody sat there and wrote there is it technically considered produced content though but i i i know what you mean when you say it, when yeah. you say it because it's one person the brains behind it there's not a huge production company unless you're you know somewhat have somewhat of a following where you have like a million people following you and you've got like a sound editor guy or whatever i don't know what those people do yeah <laughs> i mean if yeah. i if if all i did was create YouTube videos, I would probably have somebody edit them <laughs> or add music or what sure. do those really stupid cuts where you're just like, or what is that about? Like I'd have some stupid catchphrase, which is so dumb, but people would eat it up. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other bag I could spend a whole hour <sighs> talking about is how, how basically someone creates a type of format and then you see everybody copying that format so every video on facebook that you see looks exactly the same like all those cooking recipe videos are just a top-down camera and it's like it it cuts to the hand like one cup of table of one tablespoon of salt and it's just a hand dropping the salt and one tablespoon butter and it shows them throwing like it's just everything oh you know what really bothers me is when they like put something on the cutting board and then they snap their fingers and it's already like so they put like two chicken breasts on there and then they snap their fingers and then it's all cut up i'm like Come on, you're not fooling anybody. Here. Well, it's it's just it's it's I don't even care that whoever created that was really smart because it's a neat way of doing it. It's just everybody copies it and it well, becomes it's the true. way. True. Now every single yeah. like every single blog that I've ever followed that had like a food theme to it does it. Does even it use, like yeah. the people I wouldn't have even expected to do it. Yeah. But I mean, but going back like before it was YouTube, it was people who had blogs could quit their full-time jobs and just do their blogs. Right. 
And now it's all people can quit their jobs and be YouTube stars. And, and that's fine. Like, I don't mind anybody who if, if they have an audience and there's people who are willing to do that. I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother no, me. No, it doesn't bother it me just... either. But it's just like, well, I mean, by the time you realize that it's almost too late to create any original content because it's all been done before. Well, but that's not true because look at us. We're, we're creating our own original content and ours isn't really any quote unquote different than anybody else what we try to be like we try to take news stories we try to dig deeper into them and we give our opinion like i don't have a problem with that like i'm I'm literally talking about like when you see like like a new video comes out and it's um something like you know is the new batman movie sexist and the title card looks exactly the same <laughs> as as a totally different channel yeah. a totally different guy uh three days earlier made a video that says you know is Marvel better than DC Comics? And so it's, it, but they're the same video. And then the way they do the fast cuts and the slides, and then it's got Ugh. like a guy standing in front of what appears to be a nerdy backdrop. Oh my and here's god! Here's what sucks about this, right? So many people do that kind of right. backdrop crap. But now here's what sucks. Okay, I know people that I care about that I like that do good content that do stuff like that. Okay, sure. It's not. I'm not dogging on them for doing it. I'm just saying I just don't like how the whole internet's become like. Like one person starts it, then everyone just copies it, and everything's like generic and not unique anymore. Right until the right. next thing comes until the around. next next thing, and then everyone will copy that. But you know what that should do? It like when you see people creating content that's a lot like the content you've created, that's your opportunity to change what you're doing. True, and, and try maybe to be on it the, won't. Yeah. Maybe it won't hit the target, and that just means well, that you got to think of something else. Exactly, you know. But it, it is what it is. But anyway. I'm not giving anybody a free pass who acts like this because that's a really ridiculous thing to do to somebody. Because if you don't, if you want to be known as the guy who donated money to somebody and you want the good feeling, then don't be a jerk and then take the money back. Don't be a jerk. Because you get, to, you still got to have those good feelings you got associated with giving someone money. But is it really? I mean, it's just, it, it, I don't get it. But speaking of bad feelings, here's an update. On October 19th, 1982... Mr. John DeLorean oh, geez. Okay. was charged by the U.S. government with trafficking cocaine following a videotape sting operation in which he was recorded um, in which he was recorded by undercover federal agents agreeing to bankroll a cocaine smuggling operation. <laughs> the FBI set him up with over 59 pounds of cocaine. That's a lot of cocaine. Worth $6.5 million. And they're like, ah, we got you. And then, you know, there you go. So I was right. Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that had nothing to do with what we were just talking about. But I'm glad that. No, uh, but, you, it, you know, <laughs> when you think about setting somebody up where it's, here's some money. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. Here's some cocaine. Just yeah. kidding. You're under arrest. And, and I, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so the final stamp I'll put on that is, like I said, I don't, I don't, con I don't think it's okay for them to do. That. I think it's awful. But I also think that, like, there is always an inherent risk in any business you have. If you're a professional YouTuber and you get paid to YouTube, make YouTube content, I should say, speak like a, like an adult with words. <laughs> words are if, hard. If, if that's what you do, there is an inherent risk in what you do and you have to minimize that risk. And that's why you have it. I'm sure there's an insurance you could buy that would protect you from that sort of thing. Like there's going to be things out there. And I'm sorry that for a long time, YouTube content creators got to slide under the guise of a real business. They got to make all this money and half of them probably never paid taxes on any of that money because the way it was reported. Yeah, I wonder. But it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's an inherent part of doing business. If you're going to be in business for yourself, which if you're a YouTube creator, creator you are in business for yourself then that risk you have to have some risk involved and i'm mm -hmm. sorry that you have to have it like i wish in a perfect world no one would ever steal from me 
And I wish that people wouldn't do chargebacks on credit cards in, in my business either, but they do. And it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make the people who are doing it not wrong. It just is part of doing business, unfortunately. Now, another part don't, of doing business. Don't suck, people. Yeah, just, just be, be good people. Be it's not cool. that hard, actually. Um, however. You know who does suck? You know who does suck? Konami. Konami. They still suck. They still are just mean. They won't let it go. So there's They're like a, a woman scorned. Uh, hell hath no fury. I got to use that except I, on the, uh, yesterday, except I said hell hath no fury like a mother scorned. Ooh. A very angry lady at her kids sold, brought in a huge duffel bag of all their video game <gasps> stuff and said, I'm done with it. I'm selling this. Boom. Dropped oh. it on the counter. So those kids are going to have a rough time. But anyway, I'm not getting into that. Um, but anyway, what we are going to get into is the mother-son-like relationship that it Konami really and Hideo Kojima once had. So a report... Uh, surfaced claiming that Hideo Kojima uh, or the Hideo Kojima slash fame yes of Metal Gear slash Konami feud is still ongoing and right now Konami seems to is trying to prevent Kojima from is it purchasing yes medical insurance yeah so let's back this up a little bit only because i want to kind of explain what started it so konami sends a letter to hideo kojima saying uh they're accusing him of unfairly sullying konami's reputation in response to his remarks about the new metal gear survive game and if you remember we actually did talk about this several podcasts ago probably in the early early podcast days but i'll (laughs) i'll read this quote so last September, somebody had asked somebody had asked Hideo Kojima about the new Metal Gear Survive game, and they told him kind of roughly what it was about, and he's like, it was about zombies. And his reaction was, quote, the Metal Gear games are about political fiction and espionage. Where do zombies fit in with that? Personally speaking, Metal Gear Solid is espionage to me, political fiction. So they're, they're claiming that his comment on the series that he created mm-hmm. yet no longer works there. Someone <laughs> And someone asked him to quote that. Someone yes. said, hey, did you see? I think that's one of the most like honest answers you could give without yeah. sullying a company. No. He, he could have looked at it and did what I did when I saw it and said, oh my God, it looks like hot garbage. Well, he but, could have said that, but he didn't. He he just said, you know what? It doesn't seem like Metal Gear to me because Metal Gear was about political fiction. He's like, I don't get the zombie angle, but, you know. But, I mean, it's it. the average person would be like, well, yeah, I don't know either, but I'm curious to see because, you know, whatever. Or they could have the flip side of it looks like hot garbage without ever hearing one word from Kojima. Right. So now... So that's the beginning of this, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you could argue what happens after that. Typically in, in the U.S. business world, a guy leaves a company, company makes a product based off his original product, guy says, I don't like the product, that's the end of the story. Yeah, people are like, well, he's just saying that because he's, he's a little salty. Yeah, right? So that's, and people are, or, or, or people are saying, oh, yeah, that, you know, company shouldn't have done that. However, apparently in Japan, uh, Kojima Productions is having trouble joining the Kanto IT Software Health Insurance Association which has 7,000 companies involved mm-hmm. in providing health insurance, do, and they're, they're blaming it on Konami's influence, who's <laughs> one of the main like partners in this company. Because the idea, my understanding of this health insurance association is that 
it's it's designed for technology-based companies. Sure. So it was like this co-op that they made. So it said, hey, if you've got a small design company or a small tech company, you can still get health insurance through this thing. And apparently Konami is one of the big partners in it. And what Kojima is accusing them of then is them using their influence to deny Kojima Productions an application to be have their employees come to this health insurance. It's just, come on, Konami. Yeah, and it, it actually gets worse. I'm going to open up a few... Uh, I'm going to open up a, a few new windows and a, and a link here because there's some other stuff going on. Well, also, were you going to talk about the fact that they're cautioning other video game companies? Because I can talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. You hit that. Yep. So... In addition to the Health Insurance Association kind of block, blank blocks, <laughs> I can't say that word on here, the developers also being accused of cautioning other major video game companies against hiring their former employees that worked for Kojima, even going as far as preventing those employees from mentioning that they used to work at Konami, which I think is just rude because if you put in your time, if you worked there for 10 years at Konami under Hideo Kojima and you couldn't put that on your resume, it's just... It, it's, it's as a company, I don't see where there's any honor in that. There isn't. Like, I, I don't they're see... They're being really dishonorable. They're being, they're being childish and dishonorable. It makes no sense. And Konami has essentially been the negative influence here, here the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there's not reasons for them wanting to let him go. Because he makes very expensive games and he takes a long time to make them. So as a company, they were going a different direction. Like that all stuff is fine. That makes sense. They were mad because when he opened up his new studio, he got to call it the same name because it's his name. Mm -hmm. And he stole pretty much everybody he ever worked with on Metal Gear over to that company. So yes, like Konami was pissed that they had. But you know what? Konami also said, we're not making AAA games anymore. So if you're not making AAA games anymore, why do you care that he took all those talented people? Exactly. Uh, so let's see what else here. Cause there were a couple other things, uh, like, you know, obviously they, they had that Silent Hill game that was coming out that Kojima was supposed to work on. They canceled that. And it's just all this really weird stuff where they're, I guess they're, that's the best way to say it. They're acting childish. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how else to say it besides just that Konami is, is, is a company that would rather like pull people down instead of prop itself up. And that's just really disappointing to me. Uh, and like, this was something that happened uh, before he technically finished Metal Gear Solid Five uh, at the Video Game Awards with Jeff Keighley, who I hate the Video Game Awards and I hate Jeff Keighley. <laughs> but at that, he, they were going to offer him a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh. Because Kojima had done so much for video games and everything. Heck yeah. Konami basically put a block in and said, you cannot go to the awards show and you cannot attend that because you're an employee of Konami and you're not allowed to. Uh, so that was kind of the start of it. That was before he was yeah. even gone. And all these other issues. And it's just one of those weird things like like I don't know why they think it's a good idea. And like you said, the past employees not being able to find yeah. work or put them on a resume. They can't call Konami and say, hey, did this person work there? Oh, uh, yeah, but he left on a bad note or something. I mean, I don't know what the rules are there. I know in the U.S. you really can't do that. No, you can't. You can say, yes, they were employed here. Yeah, you can't say that. Like, and every now and then like when, when people would call me for a reference, they'll say, hey, I know we're not supposed to ask, but like, what'd you think? Was he, was he a good worker? And a lot of times, if I, I mean, most people don't put me down as a reference if I'm not going to say that. And mm-hmm. so I actually like that because then I can give them this glowing review and help them get the <laughs> job. But if you were to say, oh man, honestly, I thought he was the worst person I ever worked with and I don't want to hire him. I would never hire him. Don't hire him. And say they don't hire you. And somehow that person finds out you said that you are 
liable mm-hmm. for him not getting that job and you could have to owe him money for like lost wages if the whole reason they didn't hire was because of you of your slander i guess you would call that so it would i mean it would be really difficult to to pin the 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 reason to just be one person you know like usually it's almost impossible to prove other but... usually there's other factors and maybe they're on the fence and they're like well you know when we asked him that question about this that and the other thing you know he didn't really know the answer totally was off the mark and boy i really don't like the fact that he was fired from this other job when we called the for you know whatever i mean like i think it would be very difficult to allow one person to be the sole reason that you don't hire somebody like you said it would be hard to prove but it would also be just there would have to be other things like i would find it really surprising if a person in hr would be like well we're gonna hire this person and then they call you as a reference and you're like don't hire that Mm -hmm. guy and they're like oh well i guess we have to not hire this guy because greg said so I just don't see that happening. Right. And it's, it'd be hard to prove, but it's, that's the idea. But it's know? also, you know, how do you know, like, what if the other person that they call as a reference gives him a glowing review, for example? Well, now who are you going to believe? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very strange. But you're right when it comes to U.S. kind of rules and regulations for hiring where you really can't say that kind of stuff about a person on the record. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know. So that's Konami. They 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 still suck and they don't care what people think about them because people have been bashing them ever since Kojima left and they don't seem to care. They just keep going down that rabbit hole. Man, I wish there was an up upswing <laughs> to this podcast. It just kind of <laughs> got more a, and more well, depressing. Well, I will tell you, though, I brought back something last week that we hadn't done in a while. Oh! <gasps> Because what? we had a fan request to bring back our game recommendations, something they Ooh. should try. So last week I talked about an, one of my favorite NES two-player games called Jackal. Nice. Is it Jackal? Is it Jackal? Jackal. Is it Jackal? Where it's like an army game. It's by Konami of all people. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, you, you, it's a two-player game. Think almost like Contra, except you go up at the screen, not side to side, and you drive Jeeps. So nice. like a two-player Jeep game, and you rescue people, and it was really, really fun. So this week... Uh, I'm gonna talk about a game that you know about. Okay, what system? Because I'll try to think of one for well, a different system. Well, I'm gonna do the NES. Okay, I'll do GameCube. Okay, so you're gonna pick. Okay, so you you want to have your own? Well, yeah. Well, then I don't have to pick one that you know. But the one game I'm gonna recommend this week, even though I'm still gonna do it. Do it. Is I'm gonna recommend a game for the NES called Shadowgate. <gasps> Jen loves. Shadowgate. I love this game. I watch my brother play it so much. So Shadowgate is kind of like those old school. Uh, PC dungeon crawlers. So imagine a game like Mist where you're looking at the screen and you have a little hand that you move around and you have options like Yeah, it's point and click. Yeah, it's point and click. So it's punch, move, hit, pull, you know, all these other options you have. So you could like look at a wall and say there's a rug on the floor, you could say pull and then click on the rug and you'll pull the rug and you might find something underneath it. Or you can click your torch and put it on the rug and it burns a and hole burn. and it did just a trapdoor under there? That's right. That so, that doesn't happen. It does happen. Spoilers. Sorry. For this thirty-year-old game. But anyway, <laughs> it, it's it's a the music is outstanding, and the idea is that you're in just like this castle, and so the theme of Shadowgate is is uh you know this just kind of magical medieval theme, dark fantasy, 
and that same company did two other games for the NES that are what? exactly the same. I except, didn't know that. Except they're in different genres. One's a 1920s like noir. No. And one's a like a haunted house. Ooh. So we'll talk about this another time. But the game I recommend today is Shadowgate for the NES. It's a slower game, right? It's not an action game. But it is just a really fun walk around, explore, check stuff out sort of game. Are you looking for my GameCube games, my love? Yes, I well you you wall, used so. to you used to have um uh, the box version of the game I wanted to talk about. I should still I haven't gotten rid of anything. All my GameCube ones are here. Oh. They're like on this wall here underneath the PlayStation sign. You're not looking where I pointed. <laughs> Just <laughs> Well, the ga- uh, the only reason why I wanted to try and find it was because I can't remember who made it. I, I can help, you know. Who who makes Tales of Symphonia? Oh, Namco published. Okay, Namco. So that that's my recommendation. Tales of Symphonia It's actually the first game in a series mm-hmm. that moves from GameCube to PlayStation. I think it was actually on. They they ported it to PS2 as well, but in Japan. But we only got it on GameCube, and then we got a Wii version. And then on PS3, they did the the HD collection, which had both games on it. Well, what's really great about uh, Tales of Symphonia is that it's got great characters. It's got pretty good gameplay. It's real time, uh, real time fight scenes, which I don't technically like most of the time, but the um, but in this way, it actually is really nice because there's like button combination kind of combos you can do where you actually assign a button in your um, on your controller to be. A certain action and you can swap them out as you get better at different things but the storyline is fantastic now it's a it's a japanese rpg yes but what's the best part about this japanese rpg it's co-op oh it's, well it's yes i've so, never played it multiplayer right. i've it's, only it's, played it single you never really hear of a multiplayer japanese rpg before now i think i'm thinking of the right game but this is the one where you get to a battle sequence it actually turns into a side scroller right no. or am i thinking a different game i okay. think you're thinking a different. this is a lot like final fantasy where you are in the fight instance and oh that's right and then you run around like the battlefield are you sure I thought well it was... i mean i guess i don't consider it a side scroller per se i mean you you stay in an area and you can run back and forth but, I mean, I guess I wouldn't necessarily consider it a side-scroller. Like, not how I would imagine a side-scroller to be. Okay, yeah, you're right. So, I just... Because it it kind of is. But you're right. It's almost more like a beat-em-up. Like, yeah. Like, you can run around, like, 3D around the enemy and stuff. Yes. But what's cool about it is it was co-op. So, one person runs around, obviously, in the world map. But then when you get into a battle, you mm-hmm. can have two people play together. Yeah. And that's just something that you don't see in, in, in RPGs ever. That's so. funny that you mentioned that because I completely forgot that it could be co-op because it was always just me playing it. And uh, I've played it several times to the end and I absolutely love it. It's it's a fun game to play. It's, it is a saga for sure. Very interesting storyline, very interesting characters. You get to swap party members in and out as they kind of come in and come out. And so now I'm questioning if the it is voice, co-op. the voice acting is really good too. I really enjoyed the voice acting of the um, of that game as well. 
<laughs> now he's Greg is currently yeah, checking. I was like, when you said that, I was like, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot. But I never played it as co-op. I only oh, played yes. it single player. It, it is up to four people. I thought it was, but for some reason I was watching this video and I got all like, wait, maybe it's not. <laughs> What's um, also really fun, <laughs> if you really are being lazy, is you can actually set your main character, Lloyd, to be completely like npc almost you can set them to just auto fight so you don't even technically have to to fight (laughs) which is really kind of lame but i will admit i have done that when i've been trying to just get to a certain area and i was like i don't feel like doing this and i want to do i want to get to where i need to go and just put it especially when you're in easier area because it's different areas have or or if you're grinding out or something you just kind of want to i don't feel like fighting today (laughs) well right and especially with my the wave bird that i had i mean the gamecube controllers were actually very large for my hands Mm. and my hands would cramp up sometimes Mm, that's not good until i got a wave bird like a it was actually a knockoff wave bird that i got at gamestop (laughs) where it was um it was a little, it was slightly smaller than the actual GameCube controllers. And so it was, it was actually, a wireless one. It was just like a. Yeah, but it was a little smaller and it actually fit my hands a lot better. But then it just stopped working and I tried to fix it and I broke it. Hmm. So those are two game recommendations from me and yeah. Jen. I'm recommending Shadowgate for the NES and Jen's recommending Tales of Symphonia for the GameCube. GameCube and PlayStation? Well, PlayStation 2 in Japan only. Oh. But in the States, you can play it on PS3. I thought, yeah, they As did a remastered version. Tales of Symphonia version. collection, yeah. Yeah. And they also have Tales of Zestria, I think it is. Well, there's a whole lot of Tales Tales, Yeah, and it's all Tales of something. Mm-hmm. And they're all and they're all pretty good, but Symphonia is still one of the best of all Symphonia time. Symphonia is so good. So as, there, as always, everyone, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. You can always follow me on Twitter at GameTradeGreg. That's Greg with two Gs at the end. I'm at GameTalkGen with one N at the end. At the end. And as always, we appreciate you for listening, and you all have a great day. Bye. 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 bye.